Switched on on F104 and I'm joined by Sunday Independent reporter Mark Ty. Hello. Hey, great to be on. Thanks. Thank you very much for chatting to me. So the Irish Times have apologised this week for publishing an opinion article which had been generated by AI that they hadn't realised that it had been. But tell us a bit more about this story. Yeah, so it's kind of a, it's, it's made headlines all around the world now at this stage, you know, from Fox News and, you know, the Register and, and you know, I saw one funny headline like when Irish AIs are smiling. Mm-hmm. Um, so last Thursday, they, they published this um, opinion piece, which was said to be by an Ecuadorian 29-year-old, um, Adriana Acosta-Cortez, where she was writing about basically suggesting that Irish women's use of fake tan was racist, that it was cultural appropriation you know, for, for white women who were making themselves look darker than they were and not having to deal with all the racism that you know, darker-coloured people have to deal, to deal with. It, it prompted a huge debate straight away once it was published on Thursday morning and you know, a lot of radio shows followed up to do you know, a piece on it and get people to talk about it. Um, but pretty soon, uh, readers... Um, we're, we're, we're raising suspicions, I suppose, about the, both the content and also the image of the the, the, the supposed author, this Adriana Acosta Cortez. You know, she was a, a blue-haired uh, kind of woman, a, a big woman. Um, there was something off about the, the image, her eyes and her hair. And um, on Friday, um, last Friday, I started sending messages to the Irish Times, Jennifer O'Connell, the opinion editor, and Ruin McCormick, the editor, asking them were they aware of all this discussion on Reddit and Twitter, mm-hmm. suggesting that the, the article could have been um, you, you generated by both the text by AI and both and the image was generated by AI was the suggestion. And within a few minutes, the Irish Times pulled the article down, saying it was they're carrying out investigations. And I got in touch with the um, the, the author then through, via Twitter. They set up a Twitter account initially to kind of engage in debate on the article, and then. When the Irish Times pulled it down, they said, look, I can't believe I got this up. It's unbelievable. So I, I managed to get talking to them through private messages. And to verify who they were, they sent me the email chain uh, showing how they submitted the article, um, you know, which was AI generated itself via chat, chat GDP4 mm-hmm. and showing how, and telling me, they told me how they'd, um, you know, created this kind of persona of a over overweight, blue hair, smug expression were the prompts they gave the image generator to create this image of uh, Adriana Acosta-Cortez. They said they wanted to see if they could get a kind of a hot topic issue, completely AI generated into into a media organisation. They aimed for the top, they aimed for the Irish Times, kind of regarded as the paper of record, and they were successful. They couldn't believe how easy it was to get it in print. What is or, the... Sorry, to get it together. It, it didn't actually go in the newspaper, but it was online, sorry, on, on the Irish Times website. What is the usual protocol then with articles and getting information like that? Like... Where what sort of protocol would this person would have had to go through to get it up online? Yeah, so it, it depends on each newspaper, I suppose, mm. how, how that works. Like I'm, I'm a news reporter, so when I'm um, getting tips or information, you know, I, I, from people I don't know, I'd, I'd like to verify who they are. I'd be doing research on them to see what their social media accounts are. You know, have they linked to real people? You're always wary that you could be someone trying to dupe you or you know do a hoax. That's just um, a danger of the game, you know, um, danger of the trade. Um, in this case, we could see the email that they submitted the first email on March, or sorry, May 4th. And then it was about four days later that Jennifer O'Connell, who was just only appointed last month as the opinion editor, and put a call out for fresh voices. Um, she got back and said, you know, she, she thought that was a very well-written piece. She, she did suggest a series of edits and some extra facts to be brought in. And that was done. Uh, and they were asked to send through a bio like a one-line bio, you know, biographical details where they mm-hmm. describe themselves as a, as a cat mum 
living in uh, North Dublin, and I thought that was a bit of a a bit of a red flag, you know, for someone to describe themselves as that. It's kind of you know very jokey, and mm-hmm. you know, among the alt right, I suppose there's a they have this, you know, they talk about tropes, people who you know who are kind of ultra woke or liberal, where they have blue hair and their cat mum. So this person was playing up to that kind of uh, persona. And, you know, even people were commenting when the article was online, um, you know, Jesus, you're, you're like the stereotypical woke liberal here, you know, describing yourself as, um, you know, Latinx, you know, it's a gender neutral kind of term and, um, you know, having a, being a cat mum with blue hair. So they were playing up to all these kind of uh, stereotypes um, and taking on a very, what would be described as a very liberal or woke was the term he used, um, saying to start just, what's, you know, another aspect of the culture debate. So it looks like they said they never had a phone call in terms of, you know, verifying who they were. Yeah. Like that was, they, this could have been caught out very early if the Irish Times said, look, we would need to speak on phone. This is the first time you're writing for us. Um, instead, they just, they published it just via email correspondence. And, you know, they were offering to pay them and they said, you know, put the money into Pieta House, please, uh, ch- mm. charity, suicide charity. Um, so I suppose it's, it's a warning. It's a big warning for the whole uh, journalistic media industry really you know, that we need to do more checks because these AI tools are so powerful uh, it'll help people if they want to kind of do these kind of hoaxes and target media and you know just to get a laugh really or to, to highlight how weak some of the editorial checks are, are in place at the moment. But like that's the thing I don't know if any of us would really know what an AI generated item would look like whether it's an article or whether it's a photo like unless you're looking for it I don't know maybe more so now because obviously this has happened but before this like I, I you kind of take people at their word don't you yeah yeah well so it's like journalists are supposed to be cynical and well, making, you know our, our job if someone says you know it's raining you go you you know you don't take them at the word look out the window or go out you know you have to verify that's that's what your job is as a journalist to, to verify things you know if someone if a politician claims x you you do the research and see if it's true, and, and if they're lying, you call them out on it. So, yeah, it's 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 going back to the the the, the you know basic uh, job of journalists is to establish the truth and you know pr- don't print things that are false. So yeah, it's, it, this is uh, this lesson's been talked about all across Europe. I was at a journalist conference in um, Utrecht in in Holland yesterday, and everyone was talking about it. Um, and you know it's it's, it's going to be taught, I think, in journalism courses around the world. You know that this is kind of a tell. You know, this is an example of how you can be caught out using these AI tools. So, yeah, look, when the text is generated, I think it can be difficult to to detect if it's AI generated because they're so powerful now. These ch- these chatbots, um, mm. but there are some giveaways. I think you know that they they don't take on very strong opinions sometimes. Um, the person behind this told me it was eighty percent AI generated. They wow. made tweaks, added in things, you know, the human touch to make it mm-hmm. to get it to the level where it was acceptable. I think on the images still that there are flaws. They can see even in the picture that was published, you know, that the hair was kind of blurry, the the eyes weren't right, the, the lighting wasn't right. So if you if you do on the background, you know, uh, it was very plain. So it can, there there are some telltale signs that it wasn't a genuine photo. Um, and even the, the the content, I suppose, someone that put in something, you know attacking nearly every Irish woman that would use fake tan as being racist. You know, it's such a kind of a red flag in the article itself. You know, the content, it, you know, it, it got, a lot, got a lot of people's heckles up. That was, maybe was a bit of a red flag as well. So, you know, but yeah, there for the grace of God, we, 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 can, all, we can all get tricked in, in different times. Absolutely. What are your thoughts on AI going forward now in relation to journalism? Is it something that <clears throat> there might be more of, do you think? But yeah, like like the, like their AI tools are incredibly powerful. So I, and at this conference I was at, they were talking about how 
you might use in the future AI tools. You know, obviously we have we have spell check, but now we can have AI tools that will suggest an, a, a better headline for you. You know, mm-hmm. uh, you've written a, a, a maybe a thousand word piece. You're like, what's how do I sum that up in in um, you know seven eight words? And the AI can do that now. Um, so like that might be something that where newspapers or media organizations use AI to kind of cut out some of that you know hardware. Maybe just make suggestions, you know, and see if, see if something works. So. There's lots of ways that AI will be used, um, but I think we, as journalists and media, we need to be careful about how we use it and be transparent and, you know, declare, like, if, if we're using AI to do something or to even generate a copy, you know, for an article, you need to be transparent and say to the reader, look, this is this, tool, this article is being either generated or helped through an AI tool and, and be open about that with the public because you can very quickly lose trust, you know, with, with your, your readers if, you, if you're you know, going to automate something and leave it all to the machines to do. Absolutely. But I suppose this whole episode has kind of allowed for a bigger conversation into AI and how we all need to be a bit more aware, I think, really, hasn't it? Yeah, exactly. Like, it's, um, it's, 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 it's like, in, in a way, you know, it wasn't, a, it wasn't a serious thing, you know, but it's it, it, the, the topic about fake time, but it just shows you, like, how quickly a newspaper's reputation can be trashed, you know, yeah. by... By, by something like this, so yeah, it's 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 it really should start a debate among the media. Um, I think internally, and it has about how we use artificial intelligence. Absolutely, Sunday Independent reporter Mark Ty. Thank you so much for chatting to me. Thanks, Louise. Bye.